Some of you might have heard the uh, tambourine-looking thing. That's not me. Well, good morning. So they pre-advertised and said I was going to be here. I'm thinking, we'll have to deal with uh, four or five people. Everybody else, Father's Day, we're going fishing. I get that. But I appreciate you guys making it. It's a beautiful day. How are we doing with the uh, first slide there, my friend? So the title is Fishermen and Fathers. Hard to read, isn't it, Damien? It's not for you, though. It's for me. Those are notes, so I can walk like this and look around and not forget what I'm talking about. i got a plan. Coolest thing ever is uh, fishermen. God asked us to be fishermen, fishers of men. We'll talk about that in a minute. My dad's a fisherman. Works out great, right? more fishing you do, the more food you get, it'll be good. So, understanding that... Some of us have some hurt, some pain, uh, due to some family dysfunction. Uh, Some have loss of a father. God knows all this. That's about all I got for you. Okay? Some some are fortunate to have their parents uh, still with them. Some aren't. God knows this. Abraham took Hagar and his firstborn son Ishmael to the desert and left them. Again, God knows we all have pain. God heard Ishmael crying. God told him that he was going to make him a nation, or make a nation out of him. Just stay the course. So some fun facts. It's in my pocket, Matthew. I had to move my slides, you know. 2044, fun fact. Approximately 9,500 days from now, 1,352 Sundays, the average lifespan of a law enforcement officer stretched out. Not including midnights. I'm going to say a 75. That's my goal, okay? The average might be a little lower. I don't know. Or we'll admit to it. Why do you care? Why is that important? 1,352 Sundays. 9,500 days. It's on average. It's how long I have to invite as many people as I can to come to this church. That's my job. That's your job, right? What's your main job? What's God want you to do? Invite people to church. So what about you? Some of you are closer, right? Throwing out there. Can't change it. Some are at a prime age meet and greet. Some are in a classroom. Perfect age for drawing in their friends and their parents. Who here was invited because of their kids? Who was invited to Caring Community Church because of their kids? All right. That's phenomenal. It's awesome. My parents and Amy's parents did church here together. Uh, my mom and dad encouraged us to come. My brother and I. Raise your hand, Craig. There he is. In the bed. He's awake. All right. So uh, mom would say, boys, are you ready? And there was silence because we were ignoring her trying to sleep. It was Sunday. All right. And then dad would say, about five minutes later, I have pancakes ready. So dad, raise your hand. So... Some of you don't know my dad, but you've seen him uh, because he's six foot three and 270 pounds. And when dad says there's pancakes ready, that means you better get your butt down those stairs or I'm going to come up there and I will drag you down those stairs. Simply said, I have pancakes. Corporate worship. Why is this important? Why is it important to come to church? As you look at your family, your children, your friends' children, 
you know that God wants you to worship in church. Worship Him in church with your family. It does say wherever two or three are gathered, you have a church. However, your church family needs you. You can be bigger than that, right? I can sit at home and watch some pretty cool church programs. That's great. If that's all you got, that's great. But if you can come to church and do corporate worship with your church family, you'll be much healthier. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Remember that slide I gave you, the old 9,500 days? (laughs) The day's approaching, baby, right? All the more as you see the day approaching. Matthew, you're killing me. You're awesome. Thanks. I could just get it out of my pocket, but then I'll forget to push the button. I like this. Anyway, so some things about me so you don't know, uh, in case you don't know. Uh, I'm 48 years old, so that means i got a couple years of learning under my belt. Uh, 26 and a half of those I've been in law enforcement. I've been a DNR educator, which means I get to play with kids. I do the hunting, boating, ATV, snowmobile safety. I still sneak and do that once in a while. Uh, team educator, teaching, educating, and mentoring. I was trained through the state police to do that. Uh, that was after the department that I worked for at that time trusted me that I wouldn't steal the uh, food tray from the first grader because I get hungry, you know. Pastor Schaaf in the past has taught on child development, and I have a passion for kids. So that's why I'm up here. Matthew, you're the man. What's an important lesson I learned from that, from those 26 and a half years of training, the, the few years that I was here before that? Statistics show that children develop their moral foundation by the age of 10. How many know anybody under the age of 10? The clock's ticking, all right? The clock is ticking. Their moral foundation will be laid and made by their age of 10. So I started here at 14, behind the curve, just a little bit. And a lot of you know that I committed a felony and started here right after that, right? So I was learning... I picked up the learning curve, dropped it once, and then I'm still picking it up and moving. So I'm not saying that I haven't made plenty of mistakes along with bad decisions, um, but I had my church family to support me. That's very important. So back to inviting others, encouraging relationship with God. Has anyone asked you about heaven? Has anybody ever asked you about heaven? Give me a hand. Who's asked you about heaven? What do you say? Huh? For real. Heaven is real. There's a book. That's awesome. Who else? Who's been asked about heaven? Anybody? You're killing me. Shy group. You saw me put Vicky on the spot and you're like, Mm-mm, nobody's asked me. You say, it's a great place. I wish I was there, right? Take me now. Okay? The stop, drop, and roll method does not work for eternity down south. Right? You need to understand that. Your decisions today will affect you tomorrow, okay? So back to the age of 10 is the foundation. Uh, during the infant and toddler and pre-K, wouldn't it be amazing? And I wrote this up here, just you need to see this. Wouldn't it be amazing to have Barb Densmore? <laughs> just read it. It's hard for me to say. You got it yet? <clears throat> she
Shining God's light into the heart, or the kid's heart, and to the friend's too. VBS is coming. What's she going to be doing? What's everybody in that blue and gray shirt going to be doing? It's awesome. I remember when I was 14, 15, coming to VBS, a little, <coughs> a little further east from here. <coughs> the same goes for every one of those teachers we have down there on staff. That's paid staff, right? Double your wage next week, cut it in half the week after. No worries. <coughs> the more Holy Spirit that you put in those kids' hearts, the easier it will be for them to make those decisions after they have that foundation laid. <laughs> what are those decisions? Oh, man, you got the sex, drugs, rock and roll, everything under the sun right there. you got decisions to go to a friend's house who you don't really know. You have a decision to <coughs> try something that you shouldn't try. You have decisions to go in a place where you shouldn't be going with a person who is opposite sex of you and all this stuff. And put, I tell you what, there are so many decisions you can make that are bad as a youth and as an adult. But think about that for a minute. If you bring children into this house and down that hall, and especially this coming week, and you put the Holy Spirit into them, they're going to have an edge when it comes to that time to make that decision, right? A positive edge. I forgot to tell you, if you have children in here and they're uh, squirrely and wiry and you're getting stressed, you're like, oh, don't, don't be quiet. Don't worry about that. Okay, you can't staple kids down. That's all right. Let them run. They can dance. Uh, a little later, we'll have them put their hands up. It'll be fun. All right? Just don't get in the habit of that, um, you know, in the position of putting your hands up. Know what I mean? <laughs> so the goal of uh, church attendance, the goal of our church attendance is what? To show God our love for him. Is that fair to say? What's God want us to do? Love him. That's, that's the only thing he says, right? Hey. Do me a favor, love me, because I made you. It was awesome. The benefit of showing God uh, your love and is receiving his love, right? Also receiving his mercy. So how many of you, and just by show of hands, because I know you're not going to speak, and I'm not going to say you, tell me. Just by show of hands, how many of you have done something that you think, wow, I shouldn't have survived that? <laughs> yeah. I, the cool thing is, I don't know much. I really don't. I make a lot up, all right? But I can tell you that God didn't let you attach yourself to the tree or whatever the scenario was because he has a plan for you. So God has a plan for you every day. No matter your decision, he has a plan for you. I'm not going to go much deeper on that because I am going to get deeper in a minute. You're awesome, Matthew. There's been more than one time that I've called Pastor Schaefer and Diane at home. Professional work stuff for me. And more than one time, a family from our church has been affected in a negative way. However, the only thing that helped me through those times is knowing when I go to those homes, I have the knowledge that that family has a solid foundation. So no matter what the mistake that was made, those kids had a solid foundation. So in my heart, I know that they're with God. Inviting people we don't know to church is what God wants too. 
And I'm going to probably not hurt anybody's feelings in this next slide. But Galatians 6.10, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. It's nice to know that our church family is being welcomed into heaven, and we'll see them again, isn't it? Understand that you're not inviting the four to 500 people that say Caring Community is their church. I'm no good at counting. Mark, what's the average attendance in this room? 80. Four to 500 people say Caring Community is their church. It's awesome. I've met people on the road. I invited uh, a couple people during my uh, road patrol years before I retired on the job. And uh, that's kind of a joke. But anyway, um, I'd pull them over and whatever decision they made or whatever, I'd, I'd just have the courage at that one point to say, hey, you know, if you're bored Sunday at 10 a.m., come to the church. Where do you go to church? Caring Community. Oh, that's where I go. Oh, okay. We'll see you there. So, you know, they either got married here um, or they, you know, had met Pastor Shea somehow. Their nana went here back in the day. I don't know, but that's their church. So, anyway, <laughs> you have to go on the outside of that. This is their church, um, but invite the people that don't currently have a church home. All right? So what I mean by that, I mean the people that you wouldn't normally want to talk to. Invite the people you wouldn't normally want to talk to. The people that you see and you think, boy, they're having a rough day. They're crying in public. How many people cry in public? Not too many, but when they do, boy, I tell you what, there's a problem in there. It's very simple. All you have to do is walk by, hey, Caring Community Church, 10 o'clock, see you there. They might have heard you, they might not. Subliminal message, you got to like it. They show up here at 10 a.m. This is Caring Community Church, right? And they see you in the distance. Yeah, that's what they say. That's cool. It could happen. So, I'll, uh, I'll give you a quick family story on how, uh, in the past, this inviting thing has worked. All right? So, we got a family friend over 40 years, family friend. I worked for him one of my first jobs. My mom and dad have been inviting their family to come to church for 40 some years. He's got a, um, I don't even know if it was a disease, it was um, a horrible thing where he's basically dying. Two weeks before he's dying, dad and mom come down again. They stay with him. Hey, you know, this church thing is pretty important. If you can't make it because you may be on your deathbed, you know, all you have to do is talk to Jesus a little bit, right? What do you say? Somebody who never goes to church, doesn't want to go to church. All you have to do is ask Jesus to forgive you. Tell him that you love him. And you'd like to spend a little time with him, like eternity. That's two weeks before he passed away. The day that he died, (laughs) my dad's with him. I wasn't there. Why am I getting choked up? My dad's with him. He says that our friend starts talking to somebody, asking where his dad was. Where's my dad? So this is our dying friend asking where his dad is. Have you seen my dad? Now, not to confuse you, but there's a lot of dads involved in this program, so work with me. All right? So our friend is asking for his dad. He's not asking my dad. He's asking his father-in-law, who's been dead, who was a strong Christian man. 
My dad was able to talk to him, and he passed. Where do you think he was? He's happy. Talking to his father-in-law. That's a good day. When I go, that's what I want to do. See some family, right? 1 Peter 4.9 Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. <laughs> that's in a big boy voice. Stop your arguing. Hang out. Invite them. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. I love it. Don't whine. Damien, do me a favor, would you? Yep. All right. Damien's going to be handing out three different pieces of paper and a pen. This is one of those interactive things. Now, the coolest thing ever about this is you don't have to be put on the spot. I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. All right? I will not put anybody on the spot. Notice I didn't promise, but I just said I won't put you on the spot. Don't put your names on these things. I need you to take three pieces of paper. That's it. And a pen. Does anybody want to help Damien? Anybody at all? You got helpers? Make it happen, young man. You're awesome. So, I'm going to talk to you about some things that I learned at work. This is a training that I've done for, oh, I can't remember how many years, but a few times. It's called bias training. What is bias training? I'll give you an example of explicit bias. You can read it on the board, but just understand explicit bias is expressing outward the dislike or hate for a group of people. That's explicit bias. That's not what I'm talking about today. I'm going to talk to you about implicit bias. Does that make sense? Implicit bias is a normal human bias we all see in people, or we all have. It's based on your upbringing, some income, work environment, including past experiences. How are we doing? Did we have enough? All right. If you don't have enough, rip the piece of paper in half. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. If you don't have enough after that, rip it in half again and make more for others. It's kind of like craft class, right? If you just had one sheet of paper, what I'm saying is you have enough. Okay? I don't know if I need to go over implicit or explicit bias again, but I'm thinking some of you weren't paying attention. I need more paper. They're not dollar bills. All right? All right, who needs a pen? Pencil? All right. All right. So, now this is the hard part. This is the real hard part. Okay, and I'm going to set you up right now. When I ask you to write something down, it's not a speed test. Okay? I do have to be able to read it. All right? So when I ask you to write it down, when you're done with that, I'm going to have y'all pass it this way. One person in the back-ish is going to grab all them all, and y'all here pass it this way. That one person is going to grab all that material and bring it up here. All right? Y'all over here are going to pass it this way. All right? And Damien, when they get it all passed this way, do you mind scooping or are you having fun? You're awesome. All right. So we're going to kind of start a little bit over. All right? Just a little bit. Same slide, same speaker, same program. Just so you understand, though, bias. Explicit bias is the outward expression of hate towards a group of people or other people. Okay? That's not what we're talking about. 
we're talking about implicit bias, which is a normal human bias we all have, we all see in people based on our upbringing, income, work environment, including past experiences. Everybody understand that? All right. Matthew, what I'd like everybody to do is write one word describing that police officer. It doesn't matter what it is. Nobody's going to see this. You're going to fold it, pass it down to the required areas, right? Mean, horrible, whatever, super nice, cute, ugly, whatever your implicit bias is. It's not a test. Just write a word down, pass it over. Whatever you feel, whatever you see, write it down, pass it over. Again, fold it if you don't want your neighbor to see it. I get it. Interesting thing about this is in our training at work, you get all those things. Um, Mean, disgusting, whatever. In church, I'm just guessing what the answers are going to be because nobody wants to put down the truth. So we're going to test it out. All right, it all come to the middle? I'll come to the end. All right. Bring them on up. Or I'll come on down. I can walk. I forgot about that. (laughs) I can come down. I won't get in trouble. What are you going to do? Kick me out? Best thing about singing in church, they can't kick you out, right? One more. Uno mas. Por favor. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So this isn't the first and last. This is the first of three. That's the last. Okay, so. Alright. First word, serious. She looks serious? Probably. I like that. Sure. It, it, can there be any wrong answers? No. <laughs> it's, it's what you feel. Lawful. Tough. Guarding. Got your back. Female. Annoyed. All right. You guys are folding these. This is hard. Officer. Protector. Don't talk to me. All right. So you get the you get the picture, right? Was there one that was repeated? No. We all have implicit bias. We all have different feelings towards that picture, right? I was a man in a suit, which, you guys know why I became a cop? Three things. This is just a joke, just letting you know. I can drive fast, carry a gun, and I dress in the same uniform every day. They don't have to, I don't have to figure out what I'm going to wear. I asked Amy today, figure out what i got to wear, all right? Make it look good, because I'm not that guy, all right? All right. Next one, you ready? Matthew, please. One word. One word. Go. Today. Come on. Simple word. It's a homeless person. Oh, I didn't know if you could see it or not. Were you asking me? Be honest. What's that one word that you think of? It is kind of like a speed test, isn't it? Sorry about that. Am I stressing you? Too much pressure? One word! No! (laughs) Yeah. I have to tell you that I uh, was living in Grand Rapids when I was in college, and I moved five times when I was in college. And 
two and a half years. Three of those were in gar- or, uh, shopping carts. <laughs> Don't think I'm joking. You remember those days. Hey, where are you moving? Uh, literally across the street. <laughs> Give me a shopping cart. Where are you going to get that from? Who cares? Thank you very much. What a great helper. You too. All right. So did I say I was a homeless man? Because the first word's homeless. All right. That's good. That's good. Dirty. Poor. Gentle. Smelly. Hey, lost. Boy, cold. Helpless. Distraught. All right, so homeless is in there a couple times. Bottom line, we all have our implicit bias. Ready? The last time, I'm going to have you write something down, I promise. The last time. Everybody got a piece of paper? All right. Ready? What do you see? Can you have a wrong answer? No. Remember, can't have a wrong answer. What do you see? Easy roll. <laughs> How we doing, Allie? Doing good? Got him, buddy? Thank you so much. Boy, it's like Christmas for me. Thanks, man. Okay. All right. So... Old, ugliness, lost soul, nice, confused, eyebrows. <laughs> You're not supposed to laugh, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I won't. Scottish, there you go. Happy, confused. Sad. Hit it. So, this is Susan Boyle. America's Got Talent. Some of you, um, or Britain's Got Talent. Sorry about that. Some of you noticed that. But, quick version, just check it out. How old are you, Susan? I am 47. (laughs) And that's just one side of me. Okay. I dreamed a dream in time gone by.
very much, uh, Susan Pearce. Without a doubt, that was the biggest surprise I have had in three years on this show. When you stood there with that cheeky grin and said, I, I want to be like Elaine Page, everyone was laughing at you. No one is laughing now. That was stunning. An incredible performance. Moment of truth. Here's yes or no. The biggest yes I have ever given anybody. Amanda? Yes, definitely. Brilliant. Susan Boyle, you can go back to the village with your head held high. It's three S's. All right. So our bias, by on the outside looking in or looking at the cover of the book, we don't get anywhere, do we? Open the door. Invite that one person that you think, oh, boy, you know, I don't really want to go by them, whatever. You guys know I teach this class called the Concealed Pistol License, so you may think, oh, my, you know what? Just always be prepared. For what? May surprise you, right? People's value. Personal value. What's your value? Is it more than your neighbor? Less than your neighbor? How many people have those feelings? Well, I, I just, I don't know. I'm not up to it, right? Is it changing with what people say? Is your value changing with what people say? Is it related to your car that you drive, the home that you have, your job? Those things can change in a minute. Those things can change by making one mistake at work. That can change by one word you say out of work. Those things can change. That's not your value. Your value is solely based on the fact that God breathed life into you. That's your value. This means we're all of equal value, no matter what we do. Do we have the same influence that a CEO has or the owner of a company has? We don't have the same influence, no. We're not going to go to the line and say, hey, you do this, because I said so. Well, you're not the boss. Well, but I'm valued equally. Yeah, well, no, we're not talking that value. We're talking your value, your personal value. No matter what anyone says or does, I was bullied up until sixth grade by this little turd. He's about that big, okay? And I never felt like I wanted to go to school. I, I was scared of this little turd, okay? And then we had a tug-of-war contest, and his shoes were there, and he was there, and it worked out great. So anyway... God says you are a masterpiece. When we recognize that we have a natural human bias, we need to remember that when we have contact with any of our brothers and sisters, we have to bypass that. If you're in the store, somebody needs help, you simply help them. Why not take the extra two seconds and say, hey, I go to church over in Caring Community. If you're bored, love to see you there. Walk away. If they engage you, perfect. I put cast the first stone down there. I was reading a lot this last week. When they asked me to come up here, or asked me to provide a program, I didn't hesitate. Yeah, sure. A lot of people, oh, you need to pray over that. Probably should have, but you know what? 
God has a plan, right? Nike commercials for me. Just do it. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So here's your test. Don't worry, we're not over yet. Here's a test for you. If you see the word janitor, hear the word custodian, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You don't have to write it down this time. Same program, though. Do you have a bias? I can tell you right now that every one of you has a bias because all these are different, right? What's your bias? One word. When you see janitor or custodian. Service. Perfect. Service. When I say Lazarus, four days after he died, Jesus brought him back to life. Who took the clothes off him? Who took the grave clothes off him four days after he's been dead? Four days. I can tell you his brother or sister wasn't going, oh, I'm on, I'm on that job, yeah. No, no, they had the grave clothes remover guy come in, didn't they? <laughs> Most likely, they had somebody, that was their job, to wrap them and unwrap them. Not too busy with the unwrapping, was he? Probably not. But they probably called the same guy in and said, hey, <laughs> you're going to have to unwrap him. Because Jesus brought him back to life in his grave clothes. Do you know what grave clothes are? It's not our grave clothes. Well, this is probably, I don't know what I'm going to be buried in, but probably something like this or a t-shirt. Don't send a gun with me, but I'd like one. You know what I mean? Grave clothes back then was the mummified wrap action, right? A little bit of tight clothing because you're going to stink a little bit and be stuffed in a cave. They're going to put the stone over it, but it's still going to stink, right? So they didn't want that. So four days of being dead, Jesus makes you alive. Lazarus is in these grave clothes going, you know, if I could get out, I could enjoy the life Jesus just gave back to me, right? But I'm not moving because I'm kind of bound up here, right? So who moves those clothes? A custodian. Somebody who gets dirty for their job, but they do it because it needs to be done. Work story. You guys, I, I told you, 26 and a half years in law enforcement, guess what I've had to deal with? People that have died. Small areas. Hot weather. Especially in the heat. Do you think there's any heat in Bethany, where Lazarus was? A couple miles from Jerusalem? Did I serve Jerusalem? Jerusalem? I did polish my bite plate for the smalls kids there. Do you think it was warm there? Do you think it was kind of smelly? I'm going with yeah. So let's get back to work. Who's on the cleaning team? Please stand. Who's on the cleaning team? Who is on a cleaning team? Okay. All right. I know Ron's out in the hallway. Custodian. Cleaning team. Is there anything wrong with being a custodian? 1 Peter 4.10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully, administering God's grace in, various, in its various forms. 
I'd say that sounds custodial, right? What's your response to that? If I were to say, hey, I need 20 more people on the cleaning team, what's your response to that? I'm going to steal something from my Vietnam vet friend on Facebook. What's your response? What's your ability? Let's reverse it. What's your ability? Can everybody walk, talk? Does everybody uh, vacuum at their house? Who, who vacuums at their own home? You've got to raise your hands. You can't write it on a piece of paper and send it. Who does the dishes? Who picks up their kid's junk? Okay. Who's the kid that leaves the junk but has to pick it up because they're threatening to get beat? Right? All right. Y'all have the ability to pick stuff up and put stuff down. Is that fair to say? Y'all have the ability to pick stuff up, put stuff down. What is your response to that? Two hours. Um, Barb, you may know something about the cleaning team. How long is the average stay for a team doing the cleaning? The entire team. Two hours. So I was right. My wife's on the cleaning team. Think I ought to get on a cleaning team? Responsibility, crap, probably should. Right? Guess where I'll be next month. Do I have the ability to do that? Yeah. Again, we all do. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair. You can do some cleaning, right? I'm just going to skip to this next one because I can't beat the dead horse too many times. My Godfather's favorite. Godfather's Spence right there. Happy Godfather's Day. Colossians 3, 23-24. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. What's your response to that ability that you have? I need 15 to 20 people on a cleaning team. I'm beating the cleaning team right up, but I'm telling you, that's a need for our church. Have you guys ever paid somebody to come in and clean your house? If you have, that's great. Start donating to a cleaning team fund. Because the people that do it don't get paid. We just need supplies. If we did pay somebody to do it, I've been in the law enforcement long enough that we went from trustees cleaning, which was awesome. Hey, somebody puked over there. Can you clean that up? I'll be over here. I don't do that, right? That is one thing that I don't do very well. I will add to the mess, if you know what I'm saying. So, cleaning team on that, I think I'm going to maybe broom it or something. Can't puke it. Long story short, trustees used to do it. Free labor, kind of. They got paid a dollar a day for as long as we needed them. And we had 24-hour shift. So, yeah, call yourself lucky. I got a dollar today. But they didn't have to pay the $33 a month. So, there's a bonus. We then moved to a new law enforcement center right on Old 27. And guess what? Trustees are not allowed we're sharing that building with the state police and marshal police. And we will not have trustees in our building. So they paid somebody to come in. A group of two people. A group of two people. And they'd spend six to eight hours a night cleaning. And you know what they did? Best they could with what they had. Because they had vacation. And they were in a hurry. And they wouldn't allow overtime. And they didn't do a very good job. They, they did the best they could. But it wasn't one of those, I'd eat off that floor, right? Because we're in the bathroom, couldn't do that. 
Okay? Understand, folks, that I don't think we need to pay for cleaning here. Two hours a month? How often is that? Did a cleaning team come? A week. Two hours a week. Every other week? Every four weeks? Okay. So if we had eight teams, it'd be like every like two months or something. I'm horrible at math. Really, not good. So I'm a cop. Give me your license. Is it a sideways license or a vertical one? Because if you're 21, don't give me the date of birth. I don't care. All right? (laughs) Understand what I'm saying, though. The more people involved, the less work needs to be done. Fair to say? So on that note, this week, I'm going to pray for God's direction in my service to him and others. I'm going to pray personally for God's direction in my service to him and others. Which means most likely I'll be on a cleaning team soon. I'm going to pray for Pastor Steve and Diana. Short timers, baby, they're coming back. And you know what? I'm looking forward to the energy that they're going to have. I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to Pastor's energy. I'm scared about Diana's energy. (laughs) It's not a negative thing, but if you know her, (laughs) she's a little bomb here. (laughs) Going off. I'm going to pray that you will be a city on a hill, and you'll reach out of your comfort zone and invite as many people as you can to come and learn and share in God's house. It's VBS. If you haven't got a blue or gray shirt on, let me tell you something about learning about God. (laughs) You will be learning about God with a bunch of kids. I was always that guy who would be, yes, I'll volunteer. I'll help out, sure. Because I wanted to learn, but I didn't want to be embarrassed. I'm going to throw you guys right under the bus. Whoever had a Bible uh, book challenge with the Rubios? Find James. Go. Got it. What? That's no fun. You guys are awesome. Right? Who's done that? Remember those days? Yeah. Find Lazarus in here. Okay, well, he's right here in this book. I found him already. Go ahead. And then throw Daniel. I'm not picking on Daniel, but Daniel's pretty much blind, and he beats me every time. Right? So, all I'm saying is, if you get involved with the youth, you will learn, and you'll have fun doing it, because kids are fun. I'm going to pray that God protects your heart. Be rid of the hurt, pain, sadness, and bitterness that fills uh, you with joy only. A little bit of Holy Spirit, too. All right? I want to thank you for paying attention. I hope you had a good time. And uh, I'm going to be praying for everybody this week. And I hope you all pray for me.